All right. Thanks for tuning in again for New Script on the Block, a podcast all about the art of screenwriting and filmmaking. I'm your host, Alyssa. I'm here with my co-hosts, Ashley and Nero. We are joined by our guest today, Josh Williams, to read his script, Trinity Peak. Whether you love listening to interviews with independent filmmakers, hearing unique indie film scripts, or catching a glimpse into how big blockbuster scripts are written, you can catch more screenwriting info here every week by subscribing on SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or comment at us wherever you're listening and tell us what you want to hear more of. Is it Trinity Peak or Trinity Peaks? Singular. Singular. <laughs> She's like, checks the cover himself. <laughs> <One week. laughs> Trinity Peak. And we're going to be reading the script today on this episode and then get a chance to ask the author some questions, get to know um, about his process. I believe this was for a screenwriting challenge, so we'll talk a little bit about what that looked like and how this came to fruition. All right, awesome. Let's dive on into this script. I think we've already divvied out all the roles. I'm assuming I'm Sarah. And I'm Bill. <laughs> Bill. Bill. <laughs> I had, like, the worst name choices. Like, Sarah, Bill, John, <laughs> Morgan. It works. These sound like people who would live near a mountain. I can't name people. <laughs> uh, uh, Bill, too. You know, it's <laughs> Actually, Josh has been on the podcast before for Bear Hunter. It's been a while, but I got to be honest with you. Yeah, I do think you used all of these names in that script as well. (laughs) John Bill. It's for, like, if it gets rewritten, people can just fucking name it whatever they want to. Which usually that might happen. Yeah. Right. Changing but, character names. But could these be the same people? Oh. oh. It's an anthology. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before we dive in, Josh, do you want to talk at all about yourself as a writer? Just give a little bit of prefaces to your biography up to this point. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you should write comedy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what, what are you doing? That's true. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't went to film it. school. I write sort of a mediocre fashion. That's not true. Um, I fancy myself a director, though I don't ever direct anything. <laughs> <laughs> that would relate to a lot of people in our area. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like I almost need a challenge or something of some kind in order to sit my ass down to write something. Otherwise, I'll just be like, meh. Which You'll is exactly, <laughs> exactly what you did here, right? This is exactly what I did. <laughs> that motivation yeah. to do something. And to get it done in a specific timeline so you really have to finish it. You have no other choice. That's right. Uh, this was from the IFP Screenwriting Film Challenge. Is it the Filmmaker, Filmmaker Fusion? Fusion? IFP. Yeah. F- wait. Yeah, IFP Phoenix Filmmaker Fusion Screenwriting Challenge. And you can look it up online for more info on them. <laughs> yes. Dope. All right, let's... Dive on in. Fade in. Exterior mountain top forest day. A picturesque campsite nestled peacefully in the trees, bathed in golden sunlight spilling through the canopy. A small green tent sets next to an unlit fire pit as a soft breeze rustles the leaves, birds chirping in the distance. Exterior mountain top forest same. John, a hiker decked out in mountaineering gear, trudges ever upward towards the mountaintop. His gaze affixed to the peak, so we never get a good look at his face. A voice chimes in from off screen. There's nothing up there for you, John. Let's go back. A companion accompanying John is a short distance behind him. Wearing no hiking gear at all, the companion begs John in earnest to stop. John ignores his plea and, without a glance backwards, continues up up the mountain. His companion reluctantly follows. 
Exterior, snowy forest day. Tree limbs hang low from the weight of the snow. A cold wind blusters, and the ground is covered in fresh powder. Sarah, another hiker, struggles through the snow, decked out in cold weather attire and a hiking stick in her hand. John? She cups her hand around her mouth to make herself louder. Where are you? Sarah is accompanied by a small rescue team bringing up the rear. The chief, Bill, a burly, gray-haired mountain man, sidles up beside her. When was the last time you heard from him? A couple of days ago. Exterior, mountaintop forest day. The perfect weather seems to invigorate John as he continues his trek upward with his companion in tow. And what did you guys talk about? A poem. John's companion struggles to keep up with his pace. Come on, man, it's not worth it. You have to turn around. We have to go back before it's too late. John ignores this. Refusing to look back or acknowledge his companion, he pushes on. Exterior, snowy forest day. The cold wind picks up and sleet falls from the sky. Bill looks at Sarah in slight confusion. A poem. Elaborate. Sarah impatiently responds. Yes, a poem about this mountain his father would always recite to him. Bill, still looking slightly confused, Sarah pushes on. The rescue team fanned out, searching the snow-blanketed floor. Sarah shouts out again. John? Exterior, mountaintop forest day. A warm breeze rustles the surrounding foliage, carrying a faint whisper with it. John halts abruptly, but continues to stare straight ahead. He gazes frantically at the three line for a beat at a tree. <laughs> three lines. It's three lines. Oh, Lisa! <laughs> it's the end of my day, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're getting the worst of me, Josh. I can do better. <laughs> His companion halts, too, and swivels around. He gazes frantically at the tree line for a beat, then rounds on John again. You won't find it up there. John moves his head slightly in contemplation. It's not what you think it is. Don't you see? John huffs and takes off again at an even faster rate. His companion groans and trails after him. John! Exterior, snowy forest day. The air is freezing. Bill, Sarah, and the rest of the rescue team are hunkered down under some trees taking a break. A small fire crackling in front of them. Bill questions Sarah more. So why this time of year? Sarah takes a sip of warm soup from a thermos. I don't know. His dad always came up here at the same time every year. Bill jots down notes in a field journal as she talks. Looking for something? I think so. And it's... And this... (laughs) Get it together, Alyssa. (laughs) (laughs) Where were we? Can we we go back to Bill Jolt's jots? Jots down notes. Oh, sorry. Do do you want to take it? No. (laughs) Bill jots down notes in a field journal as she talks. Looking for something? I think so. And this is based on that poem. Sarah shrugs and sips her thermos again. Do you know it? Maybe it could help explain why you came up here at all. Sarah stares over her steaming cup of soup lost in contemplation. She repeats the poem to Bill. Exterior, mountaintop forest day. John and his companion continue up the mountain. John determined, his companion falling behind. Don the moniker of Seeker, set forth the peak of Trinity. Ensume that which you have been named to see the final peace. John's companion stumbles to the ground, looking weaker for the wear. John pushes on, leaving, his fa- uh, leaving him farther behind. 
Atop its snowy peak, you'll find upon the summit of season, treasure unknowable to man or beast below the tree of reason. The companion, lethargic, struggles to make it to his feet. Exterior, snowy forest day. Sarah staring off as if in a daydream. Here lies the truth, the treasure of Trinity. Bill gives Sarah a curious look. The treasure hunt? Sarah shrugs. John's dad died up here on this mountain around this time a few years ago. This was just before I met him. Bill listens intently, a hint of empathy on his face. We went on a lot of adventures together, backpacking through Europe, hiking any trail or mountain that tickled our fancy. Bill jots another note in his journal as Sarah continues. But this was always the one trip every year that he always said he had to do alone. Sarah's voice cracks now as she continues on. And I always worried about whether or not he would make it back safely. When I didn't hear back from him this time, that's when I f- went for help. Bill puts his field journal away and contemplates for a beat. Sarah's hands tremble. Bill stands and dusts the snow off himself. Well, his last GPS location was pinned in this general area, but the fresh snow is kind of screwing us right now. Bill extends a hand to Sarah and pulls her to her feet. Sarah's eyes well up with tears. Bill takes notice and gently grasps her shoulder and gives a reassuring look. Hey. (laughs) We're gonna find him, don't worry. Sarah nods her head and gives a quick sniff. Bill breaks from her and rallies the rest of the team. All right, boys, let's get this man found and get off this mountain. Exterior mountaintop forest, day. John walks straight up to a sheer cliff-faced wall and halts. From behind him, we see him look left to right and see there's nowhere else to go. He looks up, and just at the top of the cliff face, not too far up now, the sprawling branches of a very large tree are seen poking over the edge. John. John's companion staggers up to him and collapses a few feet away. Face down in the soil, he whimpers. Please, I can't keep going. John continues to stand facing the cliff wall, not affording his companion any acknowledgement, until... I know. John finally turns and looks his companion full in the face, as if a mirror was set between the two. John stares into the face of... himself. He kneels down beside himself and places a hand on his shoulder. I know, but I have to see what's at the top. If you could just hang on a little bit. His companion cuts him off. It's too late. But you already knew that. Sweat beads down on John's forehead, and his breathing becomes slightly more rapid. I know, but I just have to see. With that, John turns and begins rapidly crawling his way up the cliff wall. His companion reaches out one last time for John. John. His body falls slack. The last thing he sees is John scaling the cliff wall as his vision tunnels and blurs and everything fades to black. Exterior, snowy forest day. The cold wind blows, knocking snow from branch. A shout rings out. Over here! Sarah, is is something wrong? No, it's fine. Okay, good. I didn't know who was going to take that. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Sarah and Bill pause in their tracks and steal a glance at one another, then immediately head towards the shouting. Found a tent! The two pick up their pace. Cut to exterior cliff wall day. John frantically grasps at roots and rocks to pull himself upward. Back to exterior snowy forest day. 
Bill and Sarah see the tent a few meters away, nestled frozen in the trees. Sarah makes for it, but Bill swiftly cuts her off. She halts. Wait. Bill turns from her and makes his way toward the tent. She stays put, tears in her eyes. Cut to exterior, top of cliff wall day. John's arms come over top of the wall, and he hoists himself over the ledge. He stands up, and his gaze falls upon a beautiful, gargantuan tree that is backlit from a seemingly setting sun. John raises his hand over his eyes to cut the, bright, to cut the brightness. Back to interior, frozen tent day. A zipper on the tent unzips downward, and Bill pulls back the flap to peer inside. Cut to exterior, mount top tree day. Out from the base of the blazing tree appears the silhouette of a man. John lowers his hand for a better look. Back to interior, frozen tent day. John lies there frozen to death. A small piece of paper clutched tightly to his chest. Bill checks him for vitals, but he's already rigid. He pulls the little piece of paper from John's frozen hand and reads. Insert poem. Don the moniker of Seeker. Set forth the peak of Trinity. Ensume that which you have been named to see the final piece. Atop the snowy peak you'll find upon the summit of season. Treasure unknowable to man or beast below the tree of reason. Here lies the truth. The treasure. Ugh, the treasure. Ah, damn it, you had it. <laughs> <laughs> it's <doing> so good. <laughs> Here lies the truth. The treasure of Trinity. The first letters of each stanza are circled in red ink along with a handwritten scrawl at the bottom of the paper. Insert scrawl. How did I miss this? Bill lets out a, Bill lets out a defeated sigh and sadness lines his face. Cut to exterior mountaintop tree day. The silhouetted man steps from the warm golden light and comes into focus. He's an older gentleman with a warm smile on his face. And John is a spitting image of him. Dead? The old man smirks, steps forward, and wraps an arm around his shoulder. They walk together towards the tree and into the golden light. Back to exterior frozen tent day. Bill exits the tent, and Sarah is standing right there. Bill stands and faces her, then drops his gaze and shakes his head. Sarah wails in anguish and runs for the tent, but Bill scoops her up and wraps her in a tight embrace. She sobs inconsolably and collapses, Bill going down with her, consoling her as best he can. Exterior, snowy forest same, a picturesque campsite nestled frozen in the trees, withered from the harsh cold of winter. The small green tent next to the fire pit is surrounded by a rescue team as the mournful cries from a loved one ring through the snow-covered canopy. Fade to black. Yeah, fuck your happiness. <laughs> well, he's dead. <laughs> I'm Bill. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Arizona Studios. Arizona Studios, a full-service video content specialist. We're here to illuminate your message and compel your audience to take the right action. For more information, head to our website at arizonastudios.com and be sure to tune in for more content on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Oh, okay. How did I miss this? Interesting. 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 So how you you made that poem. Mm -hmm. Wait, you wrote the poem? Yeah. It's an original work? Mm -hmm. 
and you managed to have it so when you formatted this that it's still aligned. Damn. No, it's a death. Sorry, folks. Oh. If, for those of you who can't see the script in front no, no, of no, you. No, 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 no. We can now. Well, for the people oh. on the podcast. Uh, the if you're watching our animated episode on YouTube at Arizona <laughs> Studios. <laughs> we will gladly highlight that for you. But yes. if you're listening on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. You're missing some context here. So <laughs> let's just lay it out real quick. In the script, the poem is spelt out to read death on the uh, first letter of each sentence. Stanza. Yeah. Stanza. Right. So do you Sing write a lot of poetry? Or? No, I don't. Well, Josh, I had to think about this one. This was it, this, it was hard. I liked it to do. It was very dark. It had to, it had to, one sound like it was a treasure hunt. Right. Yeah. But two, it's basically telling you that if you go and search for the treasure of Trinity, the treasure of Trinity is dead. Your ass is gonna die up on the mountain. Right. Yeah. Because it's not real. So, Dawn and Sum atop treasure here. Death. Yeah. Just so the listeners can visualize it. <laughs> right. Interesting. All right. So, tell us a little bit about... So, first, could you just let the audience know what were the actual rules you did have to follow as an effect of the screenwriting challenge you were participating in? Uh, so, it had to be no more than 15 pages. It had to either take place in a car... In a bar or on a mountaintop, uh, there had to be less than eight characters, I think it was. Yep. That was it, right? You didn't... Uh, they had to have, like, the theme. Oh, the theme, yeah. The theme was, uh, I forget the themes, but mine was fate versus free will. And that comes into play where John knows he's dying, but in his sort of dream state, he's, like, Pres- making the choice to try to find the treasure of Trinity. Right. You know? Which is, like, technically the afterlife, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit about what your actual writing process during... What was the time frame you had? You guys had, like, a month? Uh, yeah, it was a month. Um, or two weeks. <laughs> or two weeks. <laughs> Depending, Depending on, on how when you, you started. <laughs> they announced it with a month. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then, so, tell us how you broke that up. Like, what was your process, like, within the span of that month? I don't know. Uh, I just... <laughs> I, I've been writing a lot of short scripts lately that have taken place in the woods um, because I have some sort of weird fascination with the woods. I don't know. Would sit down every once in a while, kind of work it out in my head over like a week. And when you say work it out in your head, like what was the element that you started with, I guess, that got you heading in this direction? I know. I know. Oh, you know where you know exactly where I'm going. I remember it now. Yep. I so I went over to Josh's one evening to watch Lovecraft Country uh, because Josh is bestest buds with my fiance, and he had this cork board up, I think, and it had a bunch of little uh, post-it notes. No, not post-its. You have those. uh, Oh, the little cut index cards. Index cards, all about it. And uh, and he looked like some sort of ge- mad genius, right? Like, I was like, oh, what's this? And he's, like, building a plot out and got yeah, a plan. Yeah, okay. So I remember now, <laughs> usually, like, I'll finish a project or I'll get to where I consider it finished. And then I'll just forget, like, my whole process and everything I did. <laughs> so uh, if anybody's read the book Save the Cat, uh, it's really, really, really helpful if you're writing a script. Because um, the author, Blake Snyder, he literally... Breaks it down Barney style, uh, as we would say in the military. Breaks it down Barney style, like 
your opening image, like, you know, boom, 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 all your beats, all your plots, all your things. And so I took those index cards and I, uh, you know, labeled each one as one of the beats. I was a 15 beats on the Blake Snyder beat sheet, they call it. And uh, I was like, well, this is for like a screenplay, like full feature film. So I ended up taking like the opening image, uh, the hook, and like a couple other plot points, and then like the closing image. There's an emergency in our area, and there are vehicles driving by. Uh, excuse me, I'm <laughs> trying to talk about my process. <laughs> <laughs> I picked, 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 picked. I picked and choosed it. Uh, <laughs> Like, sort of the major plot points. I think there was, like, three or four or five or something like that. And I kind of just used those in this short script, so... To condense it. To condense it. So, like, you'll see, like, the... the, the, Well, these guys won't see, but... If you read the script... They will if they uh, watch the animated episode. Yeah, you'll see the first line, a picturesque campsite nestled peacefully in the trees. And then the last line is uh, a picturesque campsite nestled frozen in the trees. So it kind of shows yeah. the transition going from, oh, things are okay to things are not so okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just try to get more technical with it. Let's <laughs> <You know, laughs> try to be a better writing format. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Anybody can do this. So... <laughs> I enjoyed this piece, um, and I I might be reading way too much into it, but I'm just curious because uh, I know like just a level of personal information about you that the audience doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that it was really heartfelt and touching that the story revolves around uh, a man who's kind of chasing the image of his father and looks up to him and admires him in a way and pursues him even into the afterlife. And I I thought that there might be some inspiration there from your personal life being the close nature of the relationship you have with your father and the admiration you host for him. Do you feel like that's the case? I think I think it came through maybe subliminally. Like, it's never uppermost in my mind, but I think there's a lot of um, intuitive things that kind of just spill into the, the writing and subliminal things that spill into the writing that you don't realize at the time until... Other people have a look at it, or you step back and like, oh, yeah, maybe. Like unintentional, but it ended up in there. I don't know. Okay. So that wasn't intentional. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> ah. But I guess what you're saying is that as a writer, like psychologically, we put some of ourselves into our work unknowingly. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, I totally meant to do that. And, like, <laughs> the whole Trinity thing that you pointed out before <laughs> totally meant that too I'm like reading all this deep philosophical shit and Josh is right and he's like yeah, yeah for sure exactly oh what my god missing. you caught that wow <laughs> I, it was really subtle I didn't think people it. noticed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's interesting because you started out with 15 points and you originally had what it sounds like a concept that was almost like a feature film type of work so Mm. do you see yourself doing anything else with this now that you're done with the actual competition part I don't know maybe maybe not I tend to leave scripts after I feel like I finished them I mean it would be cool to shoot but I feel like I'm not that good of a writer you know what I mean 
Like, I, I can direct short films, like, if I found a script that I really like. Like, Nero, for instance, your script. Hold I would on. love to direct uh, that. Hold, hold on. No, no, no. <laughs> hold on. guys that don't know. Hold <laughs> on. No, stop. Okay, look. Uh, Alyssa, and I'm sure there are going to be other people that do read this and do read into it and in, interpret a meaning for themselves. Alyssa has done that. With that being said, I think there is value of what you wrote. It just needs to be seen that way, you know. Yeah. Someone needs to put their own value into what they just read. Because even if you didn't see it, Alyssa did, and now I'm seeing it when we're while Talking we're discussing it. it. Well, and art is also subjective, right? Yeah. Like, that's the hardest part of anything that we ever write is that, like, it might mean something really valuable to someone, and then to someone else it falls really flat. Right. Like I think and I'll just say this and that might be me reading into it because I do have a good relationship with my father and I admire him as a person. So maybe I'm reading that into your story because it's something I relate to. Um, But yeah, I mean, I really I really like this piece. And I think I even said that when you originally sent it to me the first time I read it. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, I if anything, I think I just said I think I'd like it even more if the maternal side of that was put into it and the female character was a mom instead of a love interest but i still think that it works the way that it is is good the poem again kind of surprised you wrote it really good <laughs> very, Published a very, poem. very poetic <laughs> yeah. like yeah. how about no more scripts <laughs> just just poetry, poetry. Poems from <laughs> i mean i really enjoyed bear hunter so i'll say this like i don't agree with what you're saying about your writing like i do think you're a good writer that's not even a question so i should give myself more credit you should you give me. yourself more credit <laughs> The other point to that is just, like, if you're not satisfied with what you're doing, like, then don't give up and just keep doing it until you are, right? Yeah. True. 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 <laughs> I mean, are I'm you not listening, though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not trying to pressure. No, no pressure. Pressure. Just saying I have expectations to I see more pressure. works by Josh Williams. <laughs> you got to pressure him. I'm pressuring you. <laughs> to keep going. Someone will, like, will read this the same way as Alyssa did. And hell, man, it's, like, j- just with this narrative being a short, Right. I can see it. Like, I can see it. Oh, for sure. Visually Visually. happening in my head. I really love the parallel editing opportunity inside of this. I always Mm. enjoy scripts that do that, where you have two pieces of the timeline and they play into each other and they're cutting back and forth as you're watching both of them progress. And that was something I really enjoyed about this concept a lot. It doesn't come across as well in this podcast format that there's two timelines going on, but it's actually at the same time, just in different um, states of being. Yeah. If anything, I think it's easier in the podcast than is a lot of readers when you're reading a script like the first time over, and I know people who do this, but, you know, when you're kind of like reading a script the first time and you don't necessarily pay close attention to all the new headers, like mm-hmm. scene headers, because yeah. you're just trying to get like, quote the story, but the scene headers, when you're talking about parallel editing mm-hmm. and jumping to and from scenes that intertwine with each other, the headers become a relevant part of the story where you have to pay attention to them or you're missing out on the context of mm. how the story is told. Because on this, there's uh, that one that one where we're like in the, in, the, in the nice, pristine mountain and John's companion, or John is following himself, but the other people from the other timeline are speaking as a off screen or or, or, or uh, voiceover. Right. Yeah. I mean, on page two. 
Yeah. Yeah, you can see that on page two. I mean, it's a complex piece from a technical standpoint of how it's written. Yeah. You guys really like it? Yes, <laughs> I did. Hey, Ash. Yes. What are some uh, questions I mean, you got for Josh or any sort of... I think you guys have already, like, taken all my questions. I mean, I did like it. I enjoyed it. Here's something. Because you weren't able to um, be on that Zoom call, um, because of the amount of uh, actors that auditioned for the challenge for the, the actor portion of it, mm-hmm. they had more um, female submissions and more female actors that were um, that were present, <laughs> that were selected and present. So, Can you give a little bit more content? When you're referring to the Zoom call, what oh, okay. you're referring to? For no. Yes, no, sorry. You must know. <laughs> <laughs> during, during, um, uh, so during the, the, the conclusion of the challenge, we had a, a, Zoom, a Zoom call to uh, read um, the top three scripts and also meet the, the top uh, selected actors to um, read in this, in, for the scripts. I'm curious, Nero. Uh-huh. Uh, who was in the top three of that uh, <laughs> filmmaker fusion challenge? Uh, that's not important right now. <laughs> important. The point is, they, they made us um, have a, a, like, um, a female read some of the male roles because, you know, there were more female than mm-hmm. male um, actors available for each of our scripts. So, with that being said, I, th- I think Alyssa kind of touched on it because, um, well, damn, never mind. Because <laughs> Sarah's already a female. So, right. I'm, I'm trying to wonder, like, if if that was in- implemented on Josh's script, what can he do to switch out a gender or whatever? Oh, if there are characters in his story that didn't ha- necessarily have to be male? Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's not a I lot. Mean, the main character doesn't have to be male. That's true. You know? Or Bill, for that matter. Like Bill doesn't have to be male. I mean, the story, yeah, you're right. Like, the I story. I gray haired mountain man. <laughs> well, yeah, but. Gray haired uh, mountain woman. <laughs> gray haired mountain woman. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. No, it's true. Like, the story is a transcendent type of. It's about the relationships between the characters and not necessarily their genders. They don't really play a role in the plot. Yeah, I mean, in the scripts that were read at the. Um, Filmmaker Fusion Screenwriting Challenge uh, panel. Yeah, I think all of the scripts that were read had, like, you know, a predominant female character and then, you know, several other characters were all male. Um, And so it was interesting seeing them flip the script and try and re-maneuver things to give them different genders. But, yeah, I'm with you that this script works in a way that these parts could be played by anyone and they'd still make, it would still work and it would still make sense. Speaking about how to build titles, I mean, <laughs> how you built yours, Trinity, you like Trinity as like a word and you knew of Trinity Mountain and then Trinity Peak. Yeah. And then Alyssa saw it as the Holy Trinity. <laughs> I just assumed. <laughs> That's my Christian yeah. ass making everything religious. <laughs> my title was just like, oh, fuck, I need a title. Uh, uh, grave. Uh, <laughs> Woman's not dead. And it's empty. <laughs> it's empty uh, because she's out of it, and it's uh, near the mountains of Montana. So, uh, so yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right. So, question then, Josh: If there was anything about it that you could have done differently, what would it be? Worked on it more. <laughs> uh, when? Well, hold iteration, on. Iteration. I, I didn't really. I think I went through one revision when you were giving me notes on it uh, previously, and you talked about how it would make sense if. Maybe we held back that she was there with a um, rescue team 
for like another scene or something like that. Or if she was the mother instead of a love interest. And I'm like, yeah, those are those are actually pretty good notes. Like, I wish I would have sent it out to more people to get more feedback before I submitted it. Mm. And that is a fault of mine because I don't ever do that. Is there a reason why you choose not to send it out to more people? No, I just don't. I get to where, like, I'm happy with it, you know? And then I'm just like, yeah, it was good. I like that. And so, but I know, like, if I'm ever going to make it big in this business, then I need feedback. I appreciate you saying that, <laughs> listeners, for all of you out there that Ask aren't for sharing your scripts. Get help. Ask, Ask for, for help because your script could be so much better with more insight. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's cool to say also, not just because of, like, insight from other writers, but even just in general, like, have people who aren't writers, who are just friends or family or whatever, or, you know, distant friends, coworkers, read your scripts because, you know, you're going to have an audience. Like, if it, if it's a screenplay, the intention is this is going to become a film or, or you know, series or something. If people are going to watch it, you need to know that they they read it, they understood it. They got whatever it is you as an artist want them to get out of it is coming across. So it never hurts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> We're just, okay. I mean, you're just saying all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh made the point. I yeah. just I wrapped it up in a, in a, in a bow. Is, yeah. there, um, is there any, like, additional character or scene you felt uh, this could use? Or that you took out of it? Or that you took out there of it? There was something I took out. <gasps> um, what did you take out? So, you'll 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 will have noticed probably that I had mentioned Bill was writing down notes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. In a field journal. Mm-hmm. Well, I was playing around with the idea that Bill or somebody or maybe the girl that's searching for John isn't a loved one, right? Like. Uh, she's after this treasure of Trinity. It was going to be more of like a freaking Indiana Jones kind of thing, you know? Uh. Which could have been more fun. I should have went that route. <laughs> uh, so she had like tasked this team to go help her find John, but she didn't like let them know of her intentions, and John was kind of figuring out her play. John or uh, Bill? Bill? Or Bill. Bill was kind of figuring out her play because, you know, he's an experienced mountain man. He's done this a few times, and whatever her little actions that she's been doing hasn't been adding up. So he's, like, writing down these notes. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. So does the female character pretend to be a loved one who's looking for him, but actually she's trying yeah, to find the treasure? she's trying to find uh, clues to the treasure of Trinity because she thinks it's a freaking okay. treasure hunt. Mm. Interesting. And she knows that John is, like, the guy that's gotten closest somehow. So, I think that's a cool story. If if it turned out there was an actual treasure, I feel like because yeah, no, because of the be way it treasure. yeah I think because of the way it ends like it's more high stakes that it is someone who actually knows him because you know it's like in the pursuit of treasure it was above all including like your loved ones you left behind yeah which is really sad yeah I know it's sad <laughs> <laughs> are you okay man <laughs> I don't like happy endings <laughs> okay I think it's good I like that it ends sad I think it makes sense. Would you be open yes. in pushing it to the Christian market? <laughs> because I, I really think now that it's we um, were it was said, it's been said and everything, it's like, dude, come on, man, pure fix. 
Or pure, pure flakes. flakes. <laughs> pure Christ flakes. <laughs> <laughs> with pure flakes. You folks can take that to the bank. <laughs> not sponsored. Uh, yeah, we're not sponsored by pure flakes. <laughs> I don't know if we had mentioned. No, I didn't actually mention about. it. I didn't actually mention it on the podcast. Okay, so like when I first when I saw the title Trinity, actually this didn't even occur to me the first time I read it. Just to be clear. Like, recently, when I was looking it's at... It's got layers. I did that Right, it's got layers. <laughs> when I was reading the title, Trinity Peak, it just had occurred to me that in the context of the story, we feature a son who's pursuing his father, a father who is almost portrayed as, like, a holy figure. And then, of course, John is already passed, and this other version of himself is, you know, like a spirit. Um, so I thought that there was a chance that it was a metaphor that was built from the Trinity, like the biblical Trinity, um, but obviously I now understand that that's not no, that's really. Exactly. <laughs> All you have to do is change Sarah's name to that's Mary. Exactly. <laughs> All you have to do. And then what's she will be the mother. That's exactly. Bill and he are, I unintentionally was trying to make it more like the Bible the whole time. <laughs> David needs to be in there. You need to get more <laughs> biblical names in here, boy. <laughs> Guy that finds a tent, his name's David now, not Rescue Searcher 1. Exactly. <laughs> Not that it matters. Yeah. She doesn't speak. <laughs> Even if you name her Mary, like, that's also, like, you'd only know because of the credits, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, because he never says her name. Nobody ever right. says her name. Mary, get over here. <laughs> My name is David. <laughs> and I think I found your son. <gasps> right. Holy shit. <laughs> that's the title of the movie holy shit <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to church <laughs> but I'm saying though there's money I haven't it. gotten that far in my bible study <gasps> disappointed I know <laughs> Wednesday Bad school Christian. or whatever I don't know <laughs> Wednesday school <laughs> right that's, that's what they do right any other questions for Josh any other writing tips Josh that you learned from this experience read the book Save the cat. Okay. Ask for help. Ask for help. Um, I will always push Creativity Inc. by Ed Catmull for the rest of my life. That's another book. You should be sponsored. Freaking you should read that book. Like just Josh. Um, but you keep bringing it up. You should get royalty. I'm telling, oh man, I, I, I got somebody else on it. But like, I was like, dude, read this book. And he's like been posting all these little quips quotes and from quotes from the book. All over and you're Facebook. like, I did that. He's like, this is amazing. I'm like, yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> I wish you, like, accidentally... I also read it. <laughs> you, you accidentally, like, well, you get drunk at a bar, and you, like, try to pitch the book, but the person you're pitching to is the dude. Who <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, this is a great book. <laughs> you should read it. <laughs> it depends on how many mojitos I've had. <laughs> I don't think it's a good thing. Um, I'm going to close this out if we're good to go. Ashley, you got anything to say? You're so quiet. Uh, well, you guys took it from me. I thought it was good. Then take good. it back. I thought it was take, take it back. Take back the power. <laughs> Let yeah, her speak. It's your time. No, I, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a good script. I think that you guys talked about it briefly beforehand. Like I think before the competition ended, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So I had I already had kind of... Spoilery things about it. Information. Thanks. Sorry. I mean, when I read a script, I want to talk about it. <laughs> and unfortunately, I wasn't face to face with Josh, so we. I'm proud of the poem. I like yeah, the poem. I was going to say it. I think I think the poem is probably my favorite part. It's like threefold. Um, yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I liked the poem, and 
And that's all she has to say. Also, why does it say written by fellow artist? Because, oh yeah, that was one of the parameters of the, uh, of the, uh... Submission? The, the challenge was, your name can't be on the script. But it didn't make any sense to me because your name is in the frickin' email when you submit the script. Well, they probably print it. Yeah, I'm sure they, they either print it or they take download the PDFs. So I just wrote, written by a fellow artist. Ah, okay. Yeah. Was your did you follow those rules or did you yeah. just leave it blank? No, I I, I put written by redacted by <laughs> for blah 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 blah. It was like very formal. Formal. Okay, interesting. I guess that makes sense because they don't want to be biased, and I know there are people who are competing that they might yeah, well, actually know. I mean, shoot, mm. we all we we all know the judges of that. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap this up because I, I think we're kind of off track. So thanks again for listening to this episode of New Script on the Block where we featured guest writer Josh Williams and his script, Trinity Peak. Um, be sure to tune in for the actual script on the animated episode. You can check that out at Arizona Studios on YouTube. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure to like comment, share, and subscribe. Let us know what type of episodes you want to hear in the future. If you want to hear more guest writers uh, or if you want to uh, listen to more reads of big blockbuster movie scripts and maybe send us some of your favorite picks for us to read in the future. Thanks again for tuning in and you'll hear us next time. Bye. Bye, Josh. <laughs>